Tuesday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your afternoon is off to a fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including some NBA, some Major League Baseball, perhaps some ice shavings from the hockey world. Wimbledon, for sure. The GOAT, Serena Williams. Spoiler alert. Doing well, still, as she pursues yet another Grand Slam singles title. There is an American male still standing in the quarterfinals. He doesn't play until tomorrow. The British Open is not until next week for golf fans, but we learn more today about who is playing and who is not playing. The Major League Baseball All-Star Game is tonight, and the Home Run Derby was last night. The NBA's Summer League continues with some former ACC stars among those front and center. I also have LeBron James, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, the city of Los Angeles, and the Charlotte Hornets on my mind. We will have a question of the day allowing for your statewide participation. We will have a few leftovers from the U.S. Women's National Team and the Women's World Cup. We have at least two great guests, perhaps more, joining us in hour number three. She played for the U.S. Women's National Team. She was a broadcaster for Fox Sports in France throughout the Women's World Cup. She's actually back on the practice field today on American soil as a member of the North Carolina Courage, the best women's soccer club on planet Earth, based right here in our backyard. Heather O'Reilly jumps from the Fox broadcast booth. She was there with Alexi Lawless and friends throughout that month-long coverage of the Women's World Cup. From the practice pitch to yet again a guest here on the David Glenn Show, Heather O'Reilly will drop by live in hour number three. Richard Justice of the MLB Network and MLB.com will also join us in our third hour. That allows for more time for your participation in hours number one and two. I'll give you that question of the day. I will add that today and for one month only here on the statewide syndicated David Glenn Show as we come at you live in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns. The fastest growing game show in all of sports radio is back for one month only and everyone who wants to be a contestant is eligible to be a contestant. Any winners will get his or her pick from the DG Show prize closet. As you know, we send books and DVDs and tickets. Every professional sports franchise and almost all the colleges and universities based in North Carolina are to one degree or another partners of the David Glenn Show. We send you to Panthers games, Hurricanes hockey games, Hornets games. They often come with apologies nowadays, but you can still choose those tickets. Lots of college tickets, whatever's in season, soccer, etc. Of course, if you want a sport clips haircut certificate or two, if you want a gift certificate to Sullivan Steakhouse or another of our partners in different genres, you can make those selections. We have the Classic Sports Movie Challenge. It is back over the years, we have had our statewide listeners vote the greatest sports movies of all time. And what we do is we play an audio clip 
Someone has to listen to the clip, identify the movie by name, and then, of course, if you're right, you win a prize. Sometimes we add a special twist, and that includes today. An intern collects, researches, and brings back for your statewide enjoyment did-you-know-style tidbits that you may not have known even about the movies that you love the most. And you all know what's on that list. Darren, make sure I don't say the wrong movie name here. But Bull Durham, of course, based here, born here, reflecting that wonderful franchise, the Durham Bulls here. Kevin Costner, Crash Davis, Susan Sarandon as Annie Savoy. She did win Best Supporting Actress for that, you know, at least in our eyes. Rocky and Hoosiers and Slapshot and Miracle and Bad News Bears and Field of Dreams and Tin Cup and Happy Gilmore and A League of Their Own and many, many more. None of those will be today's featured classic sports movie, but we will offer that challenge in our number two. So cue up that number for those purposes. Program it into your phone, 1-800-849-2761. That's how you reach us for prize-winning purposes. That's also how you can reach us for reasons of the question of the day, 1-800-849-2761. Since the home run derby was last night, shout out to the Mets' Pete Alonzo. Vlad Guerrero was entertaining as Josh Hamilton was years ago in one of the more unforgettable home run derby performances of my lifetime. Uh, as Josh Hamilton put on that show but was not ultimately the winner, Vlad Guerrero did that last night. You might remember Vlad more than you remember Pete, but hats off to Alonzo. Quick side story. When I went to the Phillies-Mets game earlier this summer on my trip home to my hometown of Philadelphia, and we saw the Mets at the Phillies. Great game. Brought a bunch of family members. 4 nothing Mets. We went rally cap. We flipped the bills of the caps around. Miraculously, miraculously, I should say, the Phillies came back. They tied it, went extra innings. We got free baseball, and the Phillies beat the lowly Mets. Since we got there early and our seats were on the third baseline really close to the field, I got to see which members of the Mets – and you could hear there were a lot of Mets fans in attendance. You might have heard New York not all that far from Philadelphia. A lot of Phillies fans live in the New York area. A lot of Yankees or Mets fans live in the Phillies area, the Philly area. So, of course, it's going to be a mixed crowd, mostly Philadelphia supporters. But a lot of Mets fans were there, including near us, right down the third baseline. Well, the Mets have the visiting dugout. So the Mets are warming up down the left field line, and the Phillies are warming up closer to the folks that are either in right field or down the, the first baseline. So I got to see, and you can hear, you know, Mets fans not known for being quiet or meek or humble. So they were loud. and, and Or happy, generally and, speaking. And frankly, on the happy part, they have really good reasons most of the time to be unhappy. I was impressed. I mean, I, of course, we can all see Pete Alonso is a great baseball player and one of the many rising stars, if you will, that we'll see as part of All-Star, the All-Star break more generally. Pete Alonso spent a lot of time signing autographs right in front of our seats. Now, I didn't want his autograph. I mean, that had been disrespectful to all the Phillies out there on the field. But he spent probably 15 minutes. Uh, Todd Frazier was another guy who heard his name and heard his name. Three-quarters of the dudes that hear their name called by the fans, they just kind of maybe wave, maybe ignore people entirely, and then take a roundabout walk to not go near the people that they are essentially stiff-arming, Heisman style, as they beg and plead for autographs, a lot of them little kids. And, of course, the players have 
come to be suspicious of some older people who will say it's for little Johnny or Judy and then turn around and put it on eBay for some sort of significant profit. So shout out to Pete Alonzo for his performance off the field at that game in Philly. Shout out to Pete for his performance at the Home Run Derby last night. The All-Star game is tonight. I have at least four what I hope will be interesting to you things that you probably did not know about how the All-Star game was born decades ago and how it has evolved over time. In fact, Darren Vaught's one of the biggest baseball fans that I know personally. He is the voice of USA Baseball. He has his own podcast. You're welcome to brag about such things anytime you like. If my four hopefully interesting things about the Major League Baseball All-Star game do not impress even you as a baseball guru and borderline encyclopedia while not yet 30 years old. And that's impressive, and I say that as a term of endearment. I was once that baseball encyclopedia. Now, I still love the game, still follow the game. I don't know every player the way I did in the 1970s and 1980s, for example. These fun facts, I might not go four for four in surprising you, but if I don't bat at least 500 to choose a baseball term, I'm going to be really disappointed. For example, would you know how the All-Star game was born? No, probably, right, I don't good. think so. I don't so think I'm, I know that story. I'm one for yeah, one. There we right? go. That's a good start. I'll, I'll give you that on the other <laughs> side of the break. I'm going to be one for one with Darren, which means I'm, I've got to be one for one with the overwhelming majority of our statewide audience. Here's the question of the day that allows for your participation. It's actually a two-part question, one for the more general sports fan, one for the more baseball-specific fan. Which sport does this all-star thing best and why? To be candid, I ignore the Pro Bowl almost every year. I attended the NBA All-Star Game this past season with Darren in Charlotte. I attended the NHL All-Star Game in Raleigh when the Canes got to host years ago. I've never been to a Pro Bowl. I've been to the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. Question of the day for the general sports fan, which sport, those or others, does this All-Star thing best and why? Do you like the home run derby? Do you like the celebrity softball game? Do you like the hardest slap shot competition or the fastest around the ice challenge? Do you like the AL versus NL format? Do you like world versus United States in basketball or otherwise? Do you like the fans picking the starters, which has not always been the case in baseball? And maybe, maybe one of my four fun facts that apply to the MLB All-Star Game. Which sport does the All-Star thing best and why? You can chime in on that. And for baseball fans, do you like this sport more, less, or neither now that it's become all about home runs, walks, and strikeouts? Like batting average used to matter. Doesn't matter anymore. The ball is flying out of the park. That is not just because of a juiced baseball. That is a factor. But the way pitchers pitch, the way batters bat, the way batting coaches don't care as much about average, and they care a lot more about producing runs. Do you like baseball more or less or the same now that it's mostly about home runs and walks and strikeouts? I saw All-Stars, Darren, and I know you'll understand this phrase, say it's all about the OPS nowadays, right? Used to be, oh, what's your batting average? What's your pitcher's ERA? You know, saves came along eventually for relief pitchers. 
Of course, OPS is your on-base percentage plus your slugging percentage. You just add the two together. Batting average is out of date, man. That is last century's news. OPS is among the things, you know, war or VAR. Not just the Sabre metrics, but I would argue OPS is at least more of a branch of the original statistics. It's just what's your on-base percentage, what's your slugging percentage, add them together, and that number dwarfs the importance of some of the old stats that I grew up with, for example, in the 1970s. Which sport does this all-star thing best and why? And as a baseball fan, how do you feel about the current state of the game? I know this. If you're a Yankees fan, an Astros fan, a Dodgers fan, or a Braves fan, you got to be smiling at the all-star break, man. There are others, but I'd start with those four, Yankees and Astros in the AL, Dodgers and the surging Atlanta Braves in the National League. The home run derby was fun. The celebrity all-star game was entertaining. The all-star game is tonight. The Midsummer Classic, as it's called, is in Cleveland this year. I'll hit you with some hopefully interesting fun facts as we look forward to the Classic Sports Movie Challenge next hour. Richard Justice on baseball third hour. Heather O'Reilly on all things soccer, also third hour. Your phone calls are welcome on the other side. One quick follow-up on the U.S. women's national team as we come to those calls. The conversation surrounding the equal pay aspect of the U.S. women's national team continues to reek of intellectual dishonesty. And I mean from both blindly partisan, ideologically angry ends of the spectrum. Reeking of intellectual dishonesty. If you as an American believe without questioning either end of those extremes, hey, wait a minute, these women have nothing to complain about because the World Cup for the men makes so much more money than the World Cup for the women. The conversation ends there. There are, I know it's a shocking development that people like Ann Coulter or Kurt Schilling would be ideologically angry, evidence-challenged contributors to this highly intellectual conversation. Just a shocking development. Remember that those people are partisan hacks. They are not journalists. They are at both ends of the spectrum. They are misleading you intentionally, and you should respect yourself more as a person than to buy that garbage because the conversation is not as simple as they are suggesting at either end of that politically charged spectrum. Partisan hacks are more often cult leaders than they are journalists. Just remember that as we try to shed some intellectual light on that same complicated topics. Intellectual dishonesty is everywhere on this topic. And if you think either extreme is correct, bring it on today. Because I'm standing in the middle of the octagon. And I cannot wait for you to defend one of the extreme views at either end of the spectrum. I am locked and loaded if you dare try to pretend that those bastardized versions of the truth about equal pay for women's soccer players are truly an unbiased, honest reflection of reality. I'm ready for you. I don't think you're ready for me. 1-800-849-2761. Which sport does the all-star thing best and why? 
And do you like this kind of baseball more than the way it used to be? 1-800-849-2761. My answers and yours. Two great guests later, the classic sports movie challenge next hour. Prizes for you for otherwise useless sports trivia information. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket in to the David Glenn Show. We could be watching history tonight in Cleveland, boys and girls. Oh, my goodness. 28. Next one breaks a record. That's got a chance. There's the record. 29. Vladimir Guerrero breaks the home run derby record for home runs in a round, which I never thought we'd see. Little Carl Ravitch and company from ESPN last night. That was the home run derby. Tonight is the all-star game. That'll be on Fox, 8 o'clock start. I have some NBA on my mind, a little NHL. We have a classic sports movie challenge next hour. Prize for somebody out there. Wimbledon continues. The British Open just had an interesting withdrawal. The U.S. women's national team continues to set viewership records here. And the Women's World Cup continues to set viewership records around the world as that info and data continues to come in. First up on the questions of the day will be Dylan in Raleigh and Isaiah in Wilson. You can jump in on either the broad question, which sport does this all-star thing best and why? I like the Major League Baseball all-star game. I actually think the NBA does it best. When you have a combination of that close access to the best basketball players in the world, not like 40-man rosters, but a much smaller number, and if you're in the right seats, man, you can practically smell them out there. You have celebrities galore. You even have some of those celebrities either goofing around as part of the dunk contest, props or otherwise, or playing in a celebrity game. Darren, you and I went to Charlotte. We saw concerts, plural. You hang around for several days in a row, you feel like it's a combination of the Grateful Dead's groupies, Jimmy Buffett's parrot heads, and fill in your favorite hip-hop artist groupies here. It was a wild scene in Charlotte, and it was more than just about the basketball. I do think baseball does its second best. I know you, Darren, as a baseball guy, put MLB number one, the gold medalist, Yeah, I think I do. I'm partial. But, yeah, I think it's number one. And if you were asked why, which sport does this all-star thing best and why, the other question specific to baseball fans, since we have a break here, home runs and walks and strikeouts. They say it's all about the OPS now. Do you miss a different version of your favorite game? Everybody needs to remember, in our country's history, there is only one sport that was one of the most popular 100 years ago and is still one of the most popular today. In the year 1919, do you know what the three most popular sports in America were? Seriously. Boxing, horse racing, and baseball. It actually would be baseball first, followed by boxing and horse racing. A hundred years ago in our country. Fast forward a hundred years, guess what? The only one still in the top three is baseball. Now, it might be by various measurements behind football and basketball a hundred years later. But that's some staying power now. It's a century. You've gone from number one to number three over a hundred or more years, and it is still plenty profitable and still plenty popular, even as younger people are not gravitating to it as much. Which sport does this all-star thing best and why? I'll take the NBA. Darren, you can elaborate on why you take MLB. Let me get Dylan in Raleigh first because he 
is on the same page as you. We'll get to more of your calls. U.S. Women's National Team conversation, too. That conversation continues to reek of intellectual dishonesty from blind partisans on both sides of that ideological spectrum. You should not put up with that. You should not swallow those misleading articles that you're seeing today from various pundits and talking heads and cult leaders. You can be better. The truth does lie somewhere in the middle, and you should look skeptically at anybody who tells you that it is a, an open and shut case at either end of the spectrum. We have too much of that in this country, and I will not allow it in the sports media conversation, at least not on this show. Dylan, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. I appreciate it. Um, I, I'm really glad you're speaking on this because it's something that uh, a lot of people don't I guess, get about the game of baseball, but the youth revival um, that's going on right now, I think we saw it last night between Jock Vladdy and, and some other youthful guys in the home run derby. I think that's going to be something that, that really changes the game from, from here on out. Uh, when it comes to the juice baseballs and things of that nature, I, I'd like to see more pitchers uh, use it as a challenge rather than an excuse. And I think, I'm hoping that the youth revival of the game uh, turns um, turns it into a challenge instead of instead of an excuse. But I really do think the the All Star Game in, in major in Major League Baseball is great. And again, I'm partial, but um, you know, there's not another athlete I think in, in sports that doesn't know how to turn the switch off than a baseball player. And I think we'll see that tonight with the amount of youth. Um, yeah, that, that's going to be put on the field. It, it's going to be going to be an exciting event. Hey, just to bolster what Dylan said there, how about this? This is the youngest NL group of starters in a baseball all-star game in the history of that game. None of them is even 30 years old yet. So, and by the way, all nine starters are on pace to hit 30 or more home runs. So it's not like it's just this youth explosion that's based on potential. Uh, all nine, like Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Braves is 21 years old and is going to bat ninth tonight. I mean, what? that kid out of the womb was probably batting cleanup, right? He's probably never batted ninth in his life until tonight. Wouldn't you think? I don't care if he's eight playing with the 15-year-olds. He was not batting, batting ninth. Tonight he will. It is an amazing combination of power and youth. Well done by Dylan and Raleigh. As we go to Isaiah and Wilson, who has a different answer, which sport does this all-star thing best and why? I love the concerts, the celebrity game, the dunk contest, and the game itself in the NBA. you got to get used to no defense, whether you're a Pro Bowl fan, an all-star game fan of the NBA or the NHL. I mean, not as much in baseball, although those guys are not exactly diving at balls in the gap the way they would in the regular season. There's, it's just a matter of degree. But why would you degree, agree with Dylan? that baseball does this all-star thing best. Yeah, and I think it's it's good to specify here that I mean just the all-star game. I, and, and I'm in full okay. agreement. You don't es mean like the es weekend. Especially the after we saw it in Charlotte with the NBA, all the festivities around it. I mean, we saw Meek Mill perform. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was wild. As a weekend, it's very, very We saw Jay Cole cool. both show himself as a basketball player, <laughs> show himself as a basketball dunk contest prop, 
and perform. Yeah. I mean, come on now. <laughs> that, even I know that that's a pretty big trifecta. He went up for a dunk. Yes. He let Dennis Smith Jr., his yeah. longtime friend, jump over him for a dunk. Come and on he now. performed. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and and I, I view things like the three-point contest and the dunk contest similarly as the home run derby. I, I like – I prefer the home run derby. It's a little bit more – objective right I think with the dunk contest at some point (laughs) we've done all there is to do that would be impressive in that single feat so I've always liked the three-point contest more than that because of its objective nature it's just how many do you make I think the home run contest is is similar and, and it's the same way so just the game and and the actual baseball activities I'd I give a slight edge to Major League Baseball but that's with all due respect to the crazy weekend that it always is with the NBA I'm going to go two for four with you, Darren Vaught, personally on my four hopefully interesting things that you probably did not know about the Major League Baseball All-Star Game, how it was born, and how it has evolved over time. Ready? I'm going to go. I believe I will surprise you with both of these because you told me earlier that number one is definitely a surprise. You did not know how this game was born. Right. As it turns out, it was 1933. The city of Chicago had settlers as early as the 1700s, okay? But it did not incorporate as a town until 1833, all right? Now, fast forward 100 years. Chicago is celebrating that it has been officially a town. for It's the centennial celebration. So they came up with the idea of a world fair. Now, remember, this is 1933, there's no YouTube. There's no internet. Uh, concerts are harder to come by. The, the entertainment <laughs> dollar was not stretched in nearly as many directions, okay? It's 1933. Chicago says we're celebrating our centennial with this World Fair, and we're truly inviting people from all over the world to celebrate the 100th birthday of the city of Chicago. Arch Ward was a sports writer and sports editor for the Chicago Tribune newspaper. Back then, newspapers ruled the media universe to a degree that young people may never understand unless they put their nose in the history books. Newspapers still around, they still matter, but of course to a much lesser degree given the variety out there nowadays. Arch Ward's idea is baseball's the most popular sport in this country. We love it here in Chicago. The World's Fair has like a dozen other things going on. I mean, I don't know all who all was there, what the entertainment was, but his thought was, let's merge these things. We baseball fans are excited about this city's 100th birthday as well. We have Comiskey Park as an available venue, the old, old Comiskey, you know, the Chicago White, ha- White Sox, et cetera. A sports writer, Darren, a sports writer. Came up with the idea of the original All-Star Game Part 2, which must surprise you since you did not know Part 1. The original plan from this sports writer, of course, eventually confirmed by the baseball commissioner, voted yes by the owners. The original plan was that this was a one-time thing. Like, Chicago only has, like, one 100th birthday, and we'll see how it goes, right? But it was just going to be part of this unique World Fair celebration. It was so well-received, again, at a time that horse racing and boxing were among the other most popular sports, so well-received in year one that there was a year two and a year three and a year four, and it kept building. So I'm two for two 
in educating that you is. as one of the smartest baseball people I know. That is. You well don't know done. how proud that makes me. <laughs> 1-800-849-2761. Isaiah is in Wilson and has a different answer to the question of the day. Which sport does this all-star thing best and why? Isaiah, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hey, what's going on, David? Thanks uh, for having me, man. Sure, man. Good to have you. Yeah, I, um, I'm actually going to have to go with the NFL on this. Okay. I think it's the Pro Bowl. And not just because of just the single game itself, but because of the whole process. Uh, the NFL, you know, they usually – I know they used to go to Hawaii. I love that. They've been Orlando the past couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, they go somewhere where they don't have an NFL team. They bring all the stars to them. And throughout the whole week of practice, uh, they have all sorts of these little games. and stuff. They're just really interactive with the fans. And that's what I really think it should be. It's all about entertainment. And I think they're really doing a great job of entertaining, especially the fans that don't really have that ability to go to, you know, any other NFL game throughout the season. It's kind of hard to quantify because the votes are coming in by email and uh, at David Glenn Show on Twitter. But I would say the NBA is getting the most votes. Baseball and football are getting the second most votes. And then hockey and other things a little further down the line. Again, the question of the day, thanks to Isaiah and Wilson for representing the NFL with distinction. Which sport does this all-star thing which sport does this all-star thing best? And why? If you want to dive into the deeper baseball question, how do you feel about a sport that has evolved into mostly home runs, walks, and strikeouts? That is not the baseball I grew up with. I am not one bothered by the variety. How many years ago was it that we were worried that there were not enough runs in Major League Baseball? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not saying it changes by the I'm decade. I'm not saying to back to point. my childhood. I'm talking about like in the time that we've had a statewide show, which is about a decade. In that time, I forget the year, there were baseball officials saying, man, I don't know, there's just not a lot of homers, and, but, but runs are down and batting average is down and ERAs are down, and I don't know where this sport's going. Well, here we are now, and there are a lot of strikeouts. Pitchers are doing that well, but they're about to set yet another all-time record for either a single team hitting the most home runs in a single season Another single team giving up more home runs than anybody ever has in the history of Major League Baseball. I believe that will be the Baltimore Orioles accomplishment, <laughs> if mile. you can use that word. And then, of course, when you put it all together, it is going to be, again, breaking what last year's record for the most home runs ever hit in a single MLB season. Home run derby last night. Hats off to Pete Alonzo of the Mets. All-star game tonight. I will hit you with two more hopefully interesting things you probably did not know about the Major League Baseball all-star game. 1-800-849-2761. Phil is in Wilmington and has baseball on his mind. What's going on? Well, David, as an old pitcher, I thought I'd run something by you. There's two what they, A lot of guys are talking about the balls being juiced this year. Yes. And I saw a study that they studied the balls this year, and typically what you call a juiced ball is one that would travel further off the bat than, a, than one ball over another. Right. And technically, based on this study, they said what they've done is they flattened the seam, which is what it, the ball doesn't travel any further, but it takes the break off the pitcher's ball. So it's easier to hit. Now, I don't know if you've seen that study. It's pretty impressive, and that's why a lot of these pitchers are griping about it. My preference would be, and maybe yours as a pitcher is, I'd like the seams to be back where they were so the pitchers get the same breaking ball, and if they want more home runs, put, put more juice in the ball, but at least you're not taking away the variety of the pitches. If you make a bad pitch, since the ball is juiced a little bit more to travel further, 
you're still going to get the home runs because everybody's swinging either strike out or home run these days. Number I one, I don't like it yeah. taking the break out of the ball against the pitcher. So I just wanted your comment. Yeah, on thanks it. for calling on this. Number one, I'm impressed that Phil in Wilmington sought out a scientifically sound study. I mean, this is the theme of the day, folks. Don't, don't just accept either conclusion because it makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. Seek out some actual information, hopefully accumulated without bias or prejudice. That is the only intelligent way. Here's what, Darren, you can chime in on this as well. I'm, I'm happy to see Major League Baseball finally admit just be transparent about it, right? After denial and denial, denial. You know the worst case of denial in, profe- in American sports history was? Pro wrestling claiming it was real for decades. Like, really, guys? Like, how stupid do you think people are? And apparently, they thought millions were stupid. And as it turned out, millions of them were stupid and gullible. I'm glad that eventually pro wrestling said, yeah, you know, of course it's scripted. No, well, duh. I think most critical thinkers knew that all along, but at least eventually they were transparent. And it's still an entertaining product, right? Even after they started telling the truth. There were some infamous cases where, like, a journalist asking serious questions was, like, smacked upside the head by one of the big, burly wrestlers who didn't like him asking such probing questions about the fundamentals of wrestling. How dare you say that this isn't 100% authentic? Like, that happened in the real world, and people bought it. Oh, my goodness. In baseball, they're getting more transparent, and I'm happy about that. They are admitting that there's something different about the baseball. Now, Darren, you may have more of Phil's scientifically sound studies in mind, but we know this. It is not only how the ball jumps off the bat. Now, my brain is only somewhat scientific as a former pitcher. I I studied those studies. Oh, wow, the baseball used to come off the bat this way, and now it's coming off at a, at a, a percentage 10% higher or whatever. Like, that matters. What would have been an out on the warning track is now a, maybe a three-run home run. Like, that doesn't matter a little. That matters a lot. Every percentage point matters. There's always going to be a tiny fluctuation because these things are handmade, right? I mean, even, I guess, with robots, there would be some kind of variation. But handmade baseballs, the, the umpires have to mud them up before the game. Well, that's not going to be totally uniform, so that's a little different. They've even shown scientifically that, as Phil said, how high the stitches are raised matters. One way favors the batter, one way favors the pitcher, etc. More bulging stitches causes, uh, what is it, the... T- causes it to oh, it's, if they're lower it's more aerodynamic it's it's closer to a true sphere so exactly it and more recently even the commissioner uh rob manford has said there is something about a truly centered baseball like again it's handmade so to the naked eye they all look truly centered but when they really get deep dive scientific with it y- it could be just fractionally off to one side or the other and that actually impacts how it travels from the pitcher to home plate and also how it travels from the batter's bat to wherever so all these things matter if the variations are small they don't matter if the variations get as large as they have been in this you know this or another juiced ball we had a juiced player era 
and there's less of that now, but there's been juiced ball eras, and it is scientifically sound. There's no doubt that the baseball has been different in some years than others. Why would that be? Well, if you're cranking out batches, you know, it's like I love craft beer. You can be scientifically sound, but if I sample 10 beers from the same batch, they're going to be a lot more consistent. And if I have the same beer, the same brand, however it's sold, one from this batch, one from another batch, one from another batch, there's going to be more variation. Of course there is. Always looking for reasons to insert uh, draft beer, craft beer into the sports conversation, Darren. But you get the point. I don't know how you as an Uber baseball guy quantifies the bottom line about how the baseball is mattering versus we all know batters are hitting differently. Yeah, they're just told your average doesn't matter as much. Your run production matters more. So swing for more extra base hits and home runs and don't worry about your batting average. So you think about the way when you were a younger baseball player, the way you would practice your swing and hit off of a tee. There was an element of hitting downward and through the baseball. Charlie Lau up the middle, baby. There you go. Line drive up the middle. Best way to get a base hit. Batters are taught entirely different now. So they swing at a completely different angle. The baseball swing has changed. So you're right to say there are multiple variables because with the baseballs, it comes from a a truer, more perfect process or closer to perfect process of making them. So they're all similar. They're all more centered and they're all closer to a true sphere. But batters are swinging at them differently, too. And that's what's created this. You you want to talk about quantifying it in the year 2000. That was the, the middle of the steroid era in Major League Baseball. MLB teams combined are on pace to hit 1,000 more home runs this season than in the heart of the steroid era. That's a number. You must do this for a living. That's very impressive. (laughs) Uh, One more possibly surprising. I think you would know this sort of by SAT logic. You might not know the exact number. I won't count this as a win because it's going to be common sense to you. The original all-star rosters per team way back in uh, 1933 – 18 guys on a side. You know what they are now? 34. (laughs) 34 man rosters for a variety of reasons. I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. I know every team has to be represented and everybody, every pitcher pitches. Yeah. yeah, They've expanded it for a lot of different reasons over a long period of years, almost doubling since its creation, the size of the roster, 18 to 34. One hopefully interesting fun fact heading into tonight's All-Star game in Cleveland. Steve wants in from Apex. Gary wants in from Wilson. Sam and Raleigh has equal pay and women's soccer on his mind. You can jump in at 1-800-849-2761. Two great guests later, Heather O'Reilly of Fox Sports and the North Carolina Courage. She still plays, but she's a heck of a broadcaster, too. Richard Justice will be our Major League Baseball guest of the day. You can be next. Classic Sports Challenge is next hour. Prizes for you for otherwise useless sports trivia information. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket in to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Guests later, our classic sports movie challenge next hour. More of your phone calls now. Stephen Apex agrees with me on the question of the day, which sport does this all-star thing best and why? I like the NBA. Many of you like Major League Baseball. That all-star game is tonight in Cleveland. Some of you like the Pro Bowl. I got a great email from David. Did not identify his hometown, and that is okay. He has a good point. 
In what sport do they turn the all-star concept into truly going for it? As David said in his email, there is no sandbagging the way you see in most other all-star games. NASCAR. NASCAR says for one night, points don't matter. There's no difference between finishing 2nd, 6th, 11th, or 34th. It's a fun atmosphere. It's actually among the most fun times I've ever had at Charlotte Motor Speedway. The annual all-star race, rather than these all-star competitions that give you watered-down versions of the athletes, and it's more about fun than it is the game or competition usually, at least until the very end maybe when the winner losses up for grabs, NASCAR has those guys emptying the buckets, chasing the $1 million winner's check and not worrying about who finishes second or if you wreck early and you don't finish. It doesn't matter in the standings. Steven Apex, why is the NBA's all-star thing the best and why? Dave, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm going to break it down in detail why the NBA is the best. The NBA bounces this all-star game from city to city, which means you get a chance to deal with a bunch of culture and different people. You know, Louisiana, you know, Cajun food. You deal to go up north, do a lot of, you know, restaurants in New York. You go out west in California, a lot of partying, a lot of good times. You know, even in our great state that you produce from, North Carolina, we even, they even come through here. So, to me, the NBA is kind of like more or less like a ballroom dance. It's more formidable than the Major League Baseball. To me, Major League Baseball is kind of like, let's go here, let's go there, and let's see how, you know, how the turnout is and see how many people is really interested in what we're doing, you know. And the NBA don't have that problem. The NBA, if it's coming to your town, you're already hyped up and ready to go. Stephen Apex may have inside of him somewhere a sports radio host or co-host. Did he just drop – a ballroom dancing reference in association with the NBA All-Star Game? Yeah. I think he did. That's a deep thinker now. Thanks for contributing, Steve. More phone calls, the classic sports movie challenge. Two great guests still to come on the David Glenn Show. A classic sports movie challenge. Yes, the popular game show is back. That'll happen in hour number two. More of your calls as well on equal pay in women's soccer, All-Star Games, baseball and otherwise. That's next. <laughs> 